One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome, friends, to another r/slash malicious compliance video. Today we've got some great stories, and our first story is from Brother P. I have to pay for that 10 cent personal call charge? Done. Back in the days before unlimited mobile phone calling plans and long distance, I had a company paid flip phone. There were all kinds of fussy rules attached to using it. No texting, even though texting was free. No long distance calls, except with one exception as I'll explain below. No special ringtones and no using the camera. Like I said, fussy rules. The one exception to the no long distance calls rule was for travel. In my job, I rarely would travel to a different calling area, i.e. roaming, but if I did, I was permitted one long distance call per day to call home. That's it. So the day came when I had to travel and stay overnight in a hotel for work. When I arrived at the hotel, I called my wife to let her know I arrived and spent a couple of minutes talking to my kids. Got some supper, did some work in front of the TV in the hotel room, and went to bed. The next day, while at the conference I was attending, I got a call from my home office. As I was in a large hotel, the call dropped so I had a call back. Didn't think anything of it, went back to my session and enjoyed the speaker. Later, after I got back to the hotel, I called home to say goodnight to the kids. I got the answering machine and left a message. Didn't think anything of that either. The next day I returned and went on with my life. At the end of the month, I got a call from finance. OP, this is finance supervisor. I'm just reviewing your latest cell phone bill and it shows an unauthorized long distance call. I say, really? What was the date? They say, April 3rd, you made a call to my office number at 9.20 a.m. and then another one to my home number at 6.15 p.m. I say, oh yeah, that was when I was at a conference. The first call was to me from the office, but I got cut off and had to call back. I called home from the hotel later. They say, so how would you like to reimburse us for the call? I say, I beg your pardon? They say, the second call. You have to reimburse for the unauthorized long distance call. You have an expense claim from the conference in so I can deduct from that or you can pay directly. I say, how much are we talking about? They say, 10 cents. I say, 10 cents? They say, 10 cents. Would you like that deducted from your expense claim? I thought I was being punked. Seriously, I sat in stunned silence for a few moments. No, you know what, I'll pay you directly, I said, and wished the supervisor a pleasant day. I opened my drawer where I had some spare change, took two nickels, taped them to a sheet of 8.5 by 11 paper, and wrote, for cell phone charge and my name. I then took a company envelope, addressed it to the finance office, in a different building walking distance away, folded the sheet of paper, and put it in the envelope. I put the envelope in the outgoing mail tray, the postage for which would be paid by the company. A few days later, I got a call from the comptroller herself. Three pay grades above me and usually wouldn't interact with someone on my level. Apparently, the supervisor complained about me. They say, what's with the nickels? I explained the situation, told her the supervisor had insisted that I pay the 10 cent charge and I complied. She laughed out loud. The paper, envelope, and postage had cost the company more than what they recovered. The following month, the finance department updated the cell phone policy. From then on, only long-distance charges in excess of $10 had to be reimbursed. 
In a way, would you guys agree with me that OP at this time was like a trailblazer for these rules? That this malicious compliance OP did was actually in the best interest of anybody working at this company? It might not feel like OP did a lot or it might feel kind of petty, but like it was a catalyst for change. Or am I just really overselling the fact that OP taped two nickels to a piece of paper? Let me know what you guys think in the comments down below. Our next story is from Ultra Superman 1001 Stop resetting my password. I'm in a senior role at a service desk, and like everywhere else, if we see a ticket come in that's already been done, or is a duplicate request, we just cancel the tickets and move on with our day. Well, we have this one user who's a vice president, and they're the type of person who thinks the world revolves around them, so they would be the person to send in a ticket, then five minutes later send another ticket, and so on and so on until there's like a dozen tickets in the system. Well, a few weeks ago, we introduced a new password policy, 18 characters, etc., with an additional policy that makes you change your password after a reset, and you can't use a password you've used before. And this was a big change considering our previous policy was no requirements. Most users figured it out pretty good, and even the VP. Now, this is where the malicious compliance comes in. With that new password policy, it was also introduced that all tickets must be actioned before resolving them, and you can guess who brought this change in. So the VP went on vacation for a bit, then came back and forgot their password, and like normal, they would send in a dozen or more tickets. Now, in the five minutes or so between their tickets, we would get one to five other tickets come in, and it takes us about ten minutes to go through those. So my team and I went through every ticket like we're told to do and we were counting the number of times we reset the VP password because we knew this was going to come back on us. So lo and behold in the span of about an hour we reset their password 11 times. This is when our manager comes in and says I just got an email from the VP and they say you keep resetting their password. My manager's a good guy and I remind him of the new ticket policy. He chuckles and heads back to his office, and he forwards us an email with the subject, STOP RESETTING MY PASSWORD. In the email, it says they had to change their password 12 times, and they're running out of passwords they can think of, and to stop resetting their password. I reply all to the email and say, Due to a new policy of tickets, where we have to action each one before resolving it, we had to reset your password a number of times. No less than an hour later, our department gets an email from the president that says, We reviewed one of your new ticket policies and believe this not to be the best use of your time, so we're going to ask you to recant this policy. Needless to say, we stopped the policy because it was dumb from the start and surprisingly, the VP actually started sending fewer and fewer tickets. If you ask me, I think whether or not they had this policy or not, they should have done the exact same thing regardless. Just reset this dude's password 12 different times because how else is the VP ever going to learn that spamming the system with tickets is not going to make it faster or how they should handle anything? And by the way, if you're enjoying these stories, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below so you never miss any of my daily videos. Our next story is from Frank Sarno. Customer won't pay. Management won't help. This is sort of a malicious compliance but was really just me doing my job. In the 90s, I used to work for a delivery company. For some customers, we provided a PC and software to print out labels and upload package information by modem. The contract required that the customer provide a phone line and uploaded the manifest daily so that they could be billed. 
One customer kept on unplugging or disabling the modem. This meant that every day, dozens of his packages would be picked up and delivered over the next two days. But because the modem was disconnected, he wasn't getting billed. A triple ticket was sent to me and I went for a side visit to diagnose the issue. The customer was nice at first and said there was nothing wrong, but as soon as I reconnected the modem and started the upload, in the 90s, so there was a screeching of the modem, he immediately got angry and started cursing me out and telling me that I was rude and disrupting his business. I left. He called his sales rep and made up a bunch of lies about me being combative. The sales rep was cowardly and didn't want to upset this customer, so they did nothing. He's supposed to speak with the customer to remind them of the contract requirements. A week later, the ticket again hits my queue. I go out there. The customer is still pretty rude, but I tell them that I have to do the maintenance. He informs me that he has to use the phone line right then for an emergency. Contractually, the line had to be dedicated to the shipping computer. He tells me to leave. I do. This goes on for almost three months with me getting the ticket customer having some excuse why I can't use the modem, then telling me to leave. I have to visit the customer each time I get the ticket in my queue. The inevitable ticket comes in, okay, no problem. While he's watching me like a hawk, I go to a secondary process and download the manifests to a floppy. We almost never do this, so the customer was unfamiliar with this other method. I'm super friendly, don't ever connect the modem, and go about the routine cleanup. I leave. An hour later, I upload the manifests from my workstation to billing. Two days later, the sales guy is really, really worried. They say, what happened? I say, I uploaded the customer manifest. It's in the procedure manual for what to do when the modem is unavailable. Because of the huge delinquency, several months, close to $15,000, the customer went to collections. The sales guy was reprimanded. The customer later went out of business. Though this was unlikely caused solely by this event, I like to think it contributed. Summary, rude customer refuses to pay bill, ends up in collections. So basically this dude was trying to steal work from OP and find a way that OP could never bill them, and OP just turns around and does the offline edition of getting that billing done. I mean, legally, I think this dude was screwed from the start trying to steal all that work and expecting not to pay for it. This next story is by Lucario Stormblade. Get corporate involved over something minor? If you insist, enjoy that negative rating. This happened last night, but the results played out this morning. I was parked at our yard in Dallas and didn't feel like walking a mile to go get food. 90 plus degrees at 8.30 p.m. Why, Mother Nature? So I ordered a pizza to be delivered to our yard so I could snag it from the guard shack and munch away. Placed the order online and paid, and was informed that it would be about 55 minutes for delivery. Okay, cool. No big deal. I can relax and wait for the call that food has arrived. I even confirmed with the store about the address and making sure that they called me or had the guard call me when they got there, to which the lady told me it was cool. Fast forward to 10.05, I get a text telling me that the delivery was passed off to DoorDash and they would be there in a few minutes. Okay, not who I anticipated, but alright. 10.15 rolls around and I get another text telling me that they couldn't find the address, so they were taking it back to the store. Not cool. I call the store and ask for the manager. She started off rude and stayed there. Sir, our delivery driver couldn't find your location so we had her bring it back to our store. You need to provide a better address. 
I say, excuse me, ma'am, but when I spoke to a manager around 8.45, I was assured the driver could find this location and was even assured that the driver would call me should any issues arise. Now, since I'm out on getting food, can I get another driver to deliver it or get a refund? I'd explained. They say, we're about to close for the evening. It's not our fault that we can't find where you're located. You should have given the address clearer. As for a refund, I'm afraid we can't do that as we attempted delivery and was unsuccessful. If you want, you can call corporate and take the issue up with them. Good luck. Click. The snarky undertones came through loud and clear. Oh, it is on. Called corporate office and while on the phone with them, I left a scathing one-star review on their page. Corporate lady was the complete opposite of snarky B at the restaurant. She assured me that it will be dealt with and she'll get to the bottom of things. Fast forward to this morning, about two hours before I posted this, I get a call from that same store. It was a manager that came in to see my scathing one-star review on their page and an email from corporate demanding the manager from last night lose her job and that I, the customer that got screwed over, get a full refund issued immediately. Aftermath, lady lost her job, I got the full refund, plus an additional $40 in coupons, and was told that if I order from that location again, they'll see to it that my instructions are followed precisely, and not passed off to someone else. Never mess with a driver and his food or bad things happen, like you finding yourself jobless. I'm not gonna lie, I don't think that person should be snarky and rude and whatnot, but I'm willing to put a lot more blame on this not getting to OP on the actual delivery driver. But let's be real here, the issue isn't the delivery, it was just that manager being a total jerk. And our final story of the day is from Berserker83, dock our mileage for driving to meetings from home? We'll see you at the office. My department has the option to work from home, which most of us do around 3 days a week. Most of us live within 10 minutes of the office and commute less than 5 miles. When we go to in-person meetings with clients straight from our houses, we used to be able to charge the mileage of that trip minus our normal commute. Fair enough, your employer isn't going to pay you to commute. Since I only live 2 miles away from the office, this wasn't usually a big deal. But today, some bigwig in their infinite wisdom decided that they need to dock us 25 miles per trip if we go to any meeting straight from home. Because working from home is a privilege, and they had to punish us somehow? That's more than my commute has ever been, even when I lived in freaking farm country and commuted to the same job in the city. And the trips to my meetings are almost never in excess of 25 miles, even round trip. So basically, we won't be getting reimbursed for our trips, unless the total miles for the day is over 50 miles. Everyone is livid, especially now that gas costs a fortune. Our mileage checks weren't even outrageous to begin with. I was making maybe an extra 30 bucks every two weeks. And the funniest part? We're allowed to work part of the day from home and part of it from the office. So from now on, we're all going to be stopping at the office for a hot minute before we go to meetings, costing us maybe an extra 10 minutes out of our day so we can get paid for doing our jobs. Never mind the fact that many of the distances to meetings are even shorter when we go straight from our houses, because our client group is assigned geographically based on where we live, to be more efficient and, I don't know, save on mileage? My entire office, including my boss and even the department head are in on this malicious compliance. And it's gonna be glorious. 
Corporate wasn't happy to save two miles off a trip? Okay, well, now I get to charge the full distance of my trip as stupidity tax. I think when companies come in and try to steamroll you like this to save some extra bucks, you gotta fight back however you can. I definitely believe in unions, I believe fighting for good working conditions, and something like this is not going to be attacked by any union that might be trying to serve to protect you. You gotta do what you can to make sure you're reimbursed reasonably for what you're doing for the company. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear another malicious compliance story that was crazier than any of the ones in this video, click on that left video. Or if you missed my latest video, click on the one on the right. But with that said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.